Hello and welcome to the Trail and Adventure Motorbike Podcast with me, Clive Barber, and my good mate, Noel Tom. For the days when you can't ride your bike, there's always the Trail and Adventure Motorbike Podcast. Welcome, Tampers. Thanks for tuning in again. Uh, slightly different podcast this week. I'm away for a few days with the current Mrs. Barber, as you will hear in a moment. So it's a fairly short podcast, just me and Noel shooting the breeze and talking about how we want you all to contribute to the podcast. Put your listening ears on, sit back and hopefully enjoy. Thank God you're there. Oh, it normally takes me about 10 minutes to get in and I get all sweaty and flappy and stressed. I'm stressed, mate. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Why? Gone away with the missus, just me and her on our own. Oh, was it one of those lovely surprises that she saw you? Something along those lines. But what do you, what do, you do? What do you? What do you do? I mean, they've got, they've got no kids. Yeah. <laughs> She's banging on the wall telling <laughs> to keep it down. Welcome to my world of the, of the endless courtship. She doesn't know anything about motorbikes. <laughs> I haven't got a motorbike with me. Where are you? So we're on the Northumbria, Northumberland coast. Ah, and it's lovely, but yeah. it's not as nice as the Lake District. <laughs> How long have you got to maintain the conversation? Three nights. Three nights? Oh, Jesus. I know. Have you got a pack of cards? No. Oh, my God. She's got walking boots. <laughs> well, that's good. Take her out. Yeah. Wear her out tomorrow. That's my advice. <laughs> <laughs> the other great thing about it is we to get here, we had to drive through a place called Shillbottle. Uh, made famous by... Uh, yeah, exactly. Wait yeah. for this. Because I had this whole little joke about it to tell you today. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like kids of today. The signs, nobody's crossed the, the T. But then I remembered Stuart Lee's done yeah. a sketch about it. Yeah, yeah. this whole Stuart Lee's whole thing that he drove past it for years and so he vandalised. And then it was a sad indictment of today's youth. They'd stopped going out there and doing the obvious thing to it. Yeah, it's terrible. It just remains shill bottle. It's appalling. Kids are today. Where's the fun in that? Have they banned <laughs> marker pens or something? <laughs> so the things I was thinking about talking about today is just to a general catch-up, you and I, what you've been up to. I bought a new bike. I could tell my little story there. We're going to Spain. It's booked. So look forward for a new film in May. Oh, that's putting a lot of pressure on Greg. You know, who's to say that Greg's going to make a film of it? Well, he always makes a fucking film of it. Where would he be without his film? He'd be like, just Greg. No purpose. Also then talk about what we've got coming from a podcast-wise, because we've got a number of things on the boil. And then I want to talk a little bit more about these listeners' episodes. Do you think it's a good idea, try and get people to send stuff in? It's a great idea. Has there been any, dare I ask, has there been any response? None, none at all. I've, I've actually <laughs> messaged a couple of people. It's the early days, isn't it? I've messaged a couple of people. I'd yeah. encourage them to do it. And I think we'll probably get a few people that we know to, to do it as well. But I think it could be quite nice. It's a scary thing, though, isn't it, to ask someone to record their own voice, which most people hate, and then to send it off because you'd be sort of worried that is this, is this of any value? Is this worth telling? We're there every week, aren't we? Well, it's easy for you and me because we just, if you've got someone to talk to, it's a doddle. But if, you, if I just had to talk to the bloody phone, I'd find it impossible. Well, I did say to somebody, just you and a mate do it. You could just stand yeah. with your mobile phone between you and have a chat, have a crack. Perfect. Yeah, that's the best idea. <laughs> So it's been fun, hasn't it, recently? It's, I've loved speaking to the new people. 
yeah, since we've kind of been a little bit more energetic about doing it, I yeah. think everybody we've had on has been brilliant from Alex through to the... Alex was great. He was brilliant, wasn't he? Our new Scandinavian best friends. And Will and Greg. I like listening to Greg. Greg's got a lot to say. I always like listening to Greg. Oh, he has got a lot to say, though. I don't think he goes on a bit. No, he's got some great stuff to say. <laughs> <laughs> he's good. He's got stuff to say. That's the main thing. He's really good value. Yeah, no, he's got lots of opinions. He's a good yeah. lad. It's winter, isn't it? There's not a lot new, really, motorbike-wise. This is where having lots of bikes pays off because you kind of, even though they're there all the time and I stare at them quite a lot, you can just sort of pull each one out and do what needs doing to it and get to know it again. So that's what I sort of do, even though I bought my CRF 250L back in the autumn to do up. I've sort of finished that now. Still, I'll pull out another one now and start fiddling with that and get it ready for the summer. Is that how do you cope with winters? Well, I just bought a new bike. Didn't mean to. It was an accident. (laughs) (laughs) My lady. Well, it was, wasn't it, really? Because I was thinking of getting a CRF. And then I... Just an L version. Yeah, I was going to get the L version. That seems the most sensible one to get and just put a bigger tank on it and maybe a bit of a screen. But I rang our local dealer and the guy went, ah. There's a bit of a pause, and he looked out the window, and he and I said, some, they're pulling one off the truck now. It's for a customer, but he doesn't want it until March. I'll be able to get another one by then. You can have it if you want. It's like, oh. It was an instant decision. You weren't bothered about not taking the L in that moment. I, the rally. Yeah, because it was a rally one, yeah. So, no, I, I, I kind of, it was pretty much an instant decision. To, yeah, because yeah, there's benefits with the rally as well, because it's yeah. got the bigger tank on it already. It's got a more comfortable seat. It's got a screen on it. So there are the benefits there. And as it turns out, a lot of people cut that bottom plastic bit off. Would you dare do that to your bike, go at it with a hack multi-tool or a hacksaw and cut the plastics off? Yeah, probably. Would you? Yeah, would you? I would. Because I'd like to, But even on my 2017 rally, I mean, I wouldn't like to cut into it. All you've got to do is buy those new plastic bits, haven't you, to replace? Mm, so probably what you could, you should do is just to buy new ones without the sticker. I don't know if they come with the stickers on or not. No, they don't, no. Right, well, there you go. Cut them down and then yeah. keep, keep the original ones to put back on it. Because they serve no purpose. Them. They're just there to look like a you know low-down petrol tanks, aren't they? Well, that's kind of why I bought an L version, because it does spook me a bit not being able to see the engine. You can't clean it either, can you? That's the other thing. Not really. That's, that doesn't bother me too much, because it's probably very resilient to dirt living on it. But I was with somebody once who shall remain nameless, you know, I don't want to mention Julian's name. But he drowned his bike. We tried to drain it, and it was just a bit of a faff getting all the fixings yeah. off the first time. And I wasn't familiar with it. Neither was he, so it was a bit of a tricky one to take to pieces. So I don't know, it's just it's just nice yeah. to be able to see the engine. I don't like the fact that you bought this bike, I have to say. Because you can't take the piss out of me anymore for having a KTM. Yeah, I enjoyed it much more <laughs> when I had a Honda and you had something else. Don't like this new world order. It doesn't suit me. Well, it's not only me, but Greg potentially is going to be using the Adventure Spec one, and Adam is potentially going to be using the Rally Raid one. So on our trip, there could be four Hondas and two KTMs. There's the fun in that. There's no fun in that, especially if one of the Hondas breaks. This is why I've spent all winter trying to make my Honda not look like a Honda. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, what I've been trying to do, in effect, is make it look just like Greg's KTM. Yeah, I'm turning it white, and part of that is down to Greg's bike, and part of that is down to, have you heard of, just looking him up now, Andy Scott, because he took a CRF250L, and he chopped the bottom of the frame out, and he put a CBX500 engine in it, 
So he created, in effect, the CRF500L. But he sort of made his bike all white and put a service tank on it, and it looks absolutely fantastic. So I've kind of I've half copied Andy's bike and I've half copied Greg's bike. You're happy with it? I am. I, yeah, I am, yeah. There's something about making your own or having the feeling. I've done it very simply because it's just cosmetic. But giving yourself the illusion that you've built your own bike is quite satisfying. I get that. It's like the way I've made my own side stand enlarger and made my own foot peg extension, which, which <laughs> yeah, you laughed yeah. at both of them. You said they were ugly. <laughs> uh, they're aber- they're, yeah, they're, well, let's, let's call them aberrations. You're not. You're just not used to your child coming home and having to put shit pictures <laughs> up on the wall. That's what it's like. So this is what Greg always said about the PR7, wasn't it? That it didn't do well because people couldn't make it their own and fiddle with it too much. It was brilliant just as it arrived. In a way, that was its downfall. Also, it's an, an AJP and a bit of an unknown quantity, reliability-wise. I think that's more the more the issue. <laughs> Are we going to go to the APR festival this year? You're really talking to the wrong man. You, I don't, you don't like organised things, do you? Oh man, no, that you, no, that is not for me. That funny, isn't it? Because part of it is, is because you'd be like staring into the mirror a thousand times, and I, I wouldn't enjoy it. Something about it, I probably would enjoy it. It's lots of bikes. That's what's not to like about that. But no, it's not for me, really. Well, it might not be for me, but I'm going to give it a go. I think this year. Yeah, and it is in the Midlands in Warwickshire, twenty fourth to the twenty sixth of June. Yeah. So last year we had our own little festival, didn't we? Our uh, fear of missing out festival, the FOMO festival, which was by invitation only, and it was very special in Greg's garden. I think there's going to be a few more of those this year. I think there will. Well, next year it's a different venue. We're going to Wales, aren't we? I think it's something everyone should do: organise a little thing somewhere. It doesn't have to be in your own garden, but just yeah, little meetings. They're the way forward, I think. Definitely. So have you been out very much? I have been out on my new motorcycle twice. I went out on my own once and just did like a four hours up into the lakes, did a little loop round there just to try out my new bike. And then I went out with a bunch of guys from the TRF, actually. That was more of a full day in the rain. But no, they're a good bunch, mature bunch. But I really enjoyed that. Did you go anywhere yet? Any you hadn't been before? Yes, because we started down sort of very south. Started at the car museum down that end. So there's a few lanes before I knew where we were. Had you met anybody on this ride? No, no, it's all completely new people. Good bunch. And but yeah, mainly got to try out my new bike, and it was great. Apart from it was plenty powerful enough for the trails. The yeah. downside is, as everybody said, is the suspension is just too soft. It just meant that you you just had to watch your speed because there was a few times when the you know the forks bottomed out a couple of times and the rear was bottoming out all the time. I mean, it's pretty bumpy around our way, but yeah, it definitely needs the suspension upgrading, as everybody knows. But it's just it's just unnerving, is it, when that happens, or is it doesn't sort of throw you off particularly? I think it would if you were really hit something and you're going too quick. I think it potentially could. I mean, it's just... Are you going to splash out enough shock for it? I'm going to ride it down to uh, Rally Raid, I think, once they've got some stock in and work with Adam to do it. So you're going to do the suspension on it and then you'll be happy with it? Yeah. I've done everything else, all the handguards, different bars, bar risers. Has it changed the way you ride? Uh, no, I am still a twat. Well, not that. Has it changed your approach to riding? I don't think it has because I've got the position exactly like I had my KTM one, which you hated because it's so tall. <laughs> The ideas we've got coming up, we haven't named 
our superstar guest who we're going to talk to in March. Do I know about this? We've chatted to him online. Million plus really? views. Oh, yeah. him. We're going to tell people who it is. I feel like I have spoken to him, but you're right. That's the nature of online relationships, isn't it? Should we tell people who it is? No, let's not tell them. Should we? Yeah. I don't know. Really? No. No, let's not. Okay. No. Yeah. But then, but then if you did, no, it's actually, but then if you did, people can watch the film. Beforehand, before they the meet band. the superstar. Yeah. Yeah. Hero, yeah. lifesaver. Yeah. yeah. So it's Olimoto. Yeah, yeah. You've got to jump onto uh, YouTube and watch Olimoto's films. Is there a film you would direct people to first? Well, there's the Gangbusters one, which is this Himalayas film, which is very good. Yeah. Well worth watching. And then I really loved the stuff he did with Rally Duck, where they built, uh, they basically got an old Harley Davidson Sportster and turned it into an enduro bike. And, and that's not finished yet, because yeah. I don't think <laughs> they've actually raced it yet because of covid or whatever so that's a really good series as well but he's got done lots of other things he basically goes off and does events and makes films out of them it's not just head camera stuff it's the story and the bikes are almost incidental to the the wonder of his fun films and he's very good on camera as well yeah he makes a great film that's why the nepal film was so good because there's so many of those films people have done that triple lot and made a film of it and it's quite unwatchable whereas this is a very very watchable interesting funny film yeah it's excellent so i'm really looking forward to meeting him properly that's in march and then i stumbled across these these two german guys who are called moto farad or something like that and they've basically flew into chile i think and just made these lovely i think it's a five four or five part film of them sourcing bikes and then riding to the atacama to enjoy the complete darkness of the atacama where you can see the stars and again really good film they seem like an interesting pair and they're up for doing a bit of a podcast so that's good We've got parts three and four of our Scandinavian series, Denmark and Finland. We've got some people lined up from Denmark. We're, I haven't got anybody from Finland yet, but I'm sure we'll find somebody. It's a guy who made a great film about riding up through Finland, which, and I'm not sure how, how I came across it. I wonder if Greg found it. But I bet he'd be interested in something. The final idea in the offing is, is so I don't know how to put this to you. I, don't, I hope you're not offended, but it's, it's a podcast you're not going to be allowed to be on in the live recording. Why, why is that? Is it, a, is it a woman? I've lined up a couple of moto nerds. A nerd, is, it's okay to call people nerds these days. It's not an insult, apparently. Moto nerd Rupert and moto nerd Will, our, our old friend Will. And we're going to talk about trail and adventure bike technology. So if we talked about technology to you, you'd just go, oh, no, that's a really bad idea. That's too expensive. That's rubbish. I'm not interested in that. <laughs> but maybe I need to be there to speak up for the ordinary working man in the street. I think you're absolutely right, but you're just going to cause a problem while we're recording it. To stop you now and again and say, what do you mean download? What do you mean? What is that download? What do you mean? Off the back of a truck? What? What? Exactly. So I think it would be fun for us to do it and then... You can listen to it, and then we'll um, we'll talk about it afterwards. I'm quite happy for that. Do that, yeah. But you can be on if you want. I don't mind. It's entirely up to you. Do it without, because I probably <laughs> will just slow it down a bit. <laughs> I'm not as bad at the technology as I think you make me out to be. You work for you work for an organisation that hacks into the CIA Shh, on a daily basis and stuff. I tell people. Just I don't do that kind true. of thing. Uh, so that's good. Do you know, I think I said this before, but what I really like about our podcast is the fact that we don't get any of the big A-list celebrities on. And you know why we don't get any of the big A-list celebrities on, don't you? That's because they don't fucking re respond to our emails. They just ignore <laughs> us. They like we don't exist. <laughs> you wouldn't, though, would you? you must, you, once you've done 
two of these things or one of them even you probably yeah. think what's the point yeah, exactly of presumably one. if you're getting x number of hundred thousand views and you get some shitty little podcast emailing you you know he's just not even going to bother to acknowledge it are you so who wants to be asked what are you doing next yeah yeah you can understand time. and you can do i'd go somewhere else you somewhere new on your motorbike <laughs> don't you think you should get a bigger motorbike <laughs> so but anyway i really like this listener led <laughs> thing this idea so it came from me having a chat with Alan, and uh, I'll play you a bit of that conversation. I really liked the idea that you came up with of getting people to contribute stuff. You know, you record five or ten minutes, and you can just do it on your phone because phone recordings are pretty good. Getting people to send it in, mm-hmm. and then we can make a podcast out of it somehow. And you and I can kind of present that podcast, if you like. So we can kind of do the talking in between clips. And I'm not sure what it is yet, but we can make it into something. So I like the idea of people, you know, telling us about a trip you've done, where you went, why it was great, best days out on your bike. And then things like best bit of kits, you know, why why I love the boots I ride in, why are they really good? Or why is the tent that I've got the best thing, my best bit of kit? So just try and get people to contribute ideas like that and then you and i can go through them select the best ones you know the worry is that nobody fucking does it but (laughs) well we can address that problem as as it arises if we don't we just quietly just don't mention it again (laughs) my main story really would be as the club kind of grew and we started having a bit of a camp out and we went from just riding around the peak district to saying right we're gonna we're gonna do something bigger now and in the uh, abr adventure bike rider magazine they featured this um, coastal trail askman furnace where you can ride on the beach and i thought would it, you know wouldn't it be cool to ride on the beach like you know on any sunday you have all your mates around you and just blast out the beach and so the whole trip was set up around riding coast to coast to do that and i think i even messaged you about it and said do you have you got the gpx for the coast to coast trial when not i've pulled together trf coast to coast the tet and a land rover one that i found on view ranger and i i overlaid all of them in different colors on a on a map and then i sort of made my own unique version which set off from saltland by the sea where i used to live that i'm quite fond of to askman furnace to ride this coastal trail and then the van's over there so you've got to go back so in five days we did it both ways Le- left the van at my mate's place and and we had an awesome time because going up Borrowdale in the lakes you'll know that one I burnt my clutch out going up there uh, so it was slipping I managed, I managed to get through but it was slipping so by the time we got to the beach I didn't go on it and we retreated to a campsite and said what can we do and I managed to get a spare clutch change it on a campsite put it all back together get on the beach ride it and make it all the way back to the other side that's a great story. The fact that, you know, you started from DT125, you didn't have anybody to ride with, you made a club, you got a bunch of mates, you got road guys, in, and then you did that. That's a lovely story. It shows that anyone can do it, doesn't it? it? Well, exactly, yeah. And it's like, and what's stopping anybody else? Genuinely, Clive, it's something that I'm I'm quite proud of. In, in a car, you could probably do the coast-to-coast in a day or on a road bike or whatever, but we created this convoluted route, incorporated as many trails and river crosses and everything as possible, and then... Uh, you know, with the fact that we, I mean, four of us set off, only two of us made it. Uh, bearing in mind, I'd refitted a new clutch. And, and then Richard and I made it to Whitby on the return trip and got back to the van and came home. And we talk about it every day. Basically, we came up with the idea to get people to actually tell us 
stuff and to make some podcasts out of fabulous trips that everybody has done because everybody does these things whether it's just going to the new forest or, or or wherever everybody's done some exciting fun things that it's good to recommend to other people to do and everyone does them slightly as well i think you know even alex i thought it was really talking to alex who was just starting off in a, in a way but, but it's interesting to hear people's take on it i think you know that might be different to your own yeah absolutely so it's, it's just things like your trip to iceland you can't be the only one that's done it people must have been on holiday in australia for three months or traveling in australia and jumped on a bike and done something there there's got to be all sorts of things that people have done finally i really want to encourage people to either sit down with a mate or do it themselves just with a mobile phone you know voice recording app record a few minutes of stuff and send it in to us. There must be something that you look back on. I look back on my trip, first trip to Morocco. It was like one of the best weeks of my life. You must have done something like that. How did you discover trail riding? Did you make that jump from road bikes to trail and then think, why didn't I do this 20 years ago? Everybody must have stories like that. That's why I sort of did wonder about your sort of uh, your request for people to send in stories, you know, as a recording. Maybe people should also have the option just to get in touch if they would be interested in Yeah, we could do that, couldn't we? You and I could chat to them for five or ten minutes. That's an option. The other thing is there's a lot of new people that have started listening since Greg's newsletter went out. And it would be great if those people were to follow our Facebook account as well. I'm not interested in blooming likes and numbers, but it's just a way of getting in touch with us. You can message us through Facebook Messenger with ideas and suggestions and volunteers to actually come and, and record something. So we can basically just set, set something up one evening, allocate a time slot and... Uh, be like one of those parents' evenings where you get five minutes in the diary with each teacher. <laughs> you have to do it online these days. So we could do that, couldn't we? Oh, well, good luck with this edit. <laughs> See you later, mate. Right. Bye. Well, there we go. So it'll be a short one this week. So please send us your stuff. You can send it either to thetampodcast at gmail.com. That's the tam podcast at gmail.com or message us via our facebook account and we'll be in touch with you see you later thanks for listening we really appreciate your support. Don't forget you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And if you really appreciate what we do, you could consider supporting us on Patreon or buy us a coffee. Links are available on our website, which is tampodcast.com, tampodcast.com, where we also have a limited selection of branded stuff. But either way, please keep listening and spreading the word. See you next time.